Welcome to the final episode of Eastermall 2022 Recaps from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Armstrong, and joining me as always is the Canadian who has his own murder wall of mole suspects hidden away in a closet, Logan Saunders. Good evening. Good evening, and after all the chat that I was doing last week about how the Belgia premiere might be slightly delayed if we manage to record it slightly later than we want to, Logan managed to forget we were recording early this week. I, I forgot about the altered recording time. Yeah, because of me going away this week, um, I finished work two hours early, so I said to Logan weeks ago, let's record the last episode a couple of hours early, it'll give me more time to edit and all that sort of stuff, and did Logan turn up on time? Logan did not. I checked multiple times, and the exact time when I was not checking was when we were supposed to be recording. <laughs> I was furiously Facebook messaging Logan, just going, you've forgotten, haven't you? You've forgotten. I can't believe you've forgotten. He forgot. At least I checked about an hour, or what was it, 40 minutes before our usual recording time. Yeah, because I I was slowly, obviously, getting more and more stressed about the fact that, you know, not going to have much editing time if we don't get on with it. And then uh, he finally popped up and I'm like, thank the Lord. (laughs) He finally spied it. I miss those from the early days. I don't. <laughs> Been a ball of stress as it is today. I've had to take the ultimate lateral flow test to see whether I can fly or not. Thankfully, I can. So by the time that this actually comes out, I will be, uh, I will be away. We're still not saying why. We'll say in the uh, in the Belgian premiere. I'm just glad there's no sanctions uh, against me for for being delayed. Well, we'll think about that during the uh, the two week break, shall we? Ah. Uh... How can my life be affected in the span of two weeks? That hasn't happened to anybody this month. Good point. And put it this way, when we do record the Belkia premiere, you can believe I will be putting a specific time out multiple times to you. Yeah. I, 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 you will not forget. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> and go on, get your gloating out of the way. I won. I won the season from episode two until the end. I was one slot away from a perfect game. As you so beautifully put it to me on Facebook Messenger, before even watching the episode yesterday, am I allowed to gloat now or do I need to wait for the podcast? Yeah, gloat. it was my own Amazing Race detour. Gloat now or gloat later? And what was my response? It was, I don't really care. <laughs> do what you want. It's going to be very difficult for any of us to top my performance from this season. It is. I'm more gutted than anything that you got it right, because as I said to you, I've obviously got spoiled on Saturday night because loose slips sink ships, and the Vidim Facebook page was very, very prolific on Saturday night, annoyingly. Um, I got spoiled on Saturday night, and then saw it, and I'm like, I don't really care, because I didn't really care which of the final three it was. I don't really love any of them, particularly, but oh my god, you're going to be insufferable this week. Nah. <laughs> the good news for me is that you didn't win first suspicions. Spoilers. Because three people put Ava on as number one. And um, somebody actually puts Fraser in number two as well. Oh. So played the perfect game on first suspicions. Oh, that's the only reason why I lost? Yeah. I was so close. You were so close, but you don't, you don't get a clean sweep. Oh, first suspicions. I thought... Um... I was thinking of the Bothers Bar. Yeah, okay. As of recording, Bothers Bar hasn't been uh, hasn't been released yet, but I think we're both expecting you to win now. 
well, if somebody just kept up the same pattern on first suspicions as they did on Father's Bar, then they'll probably win that too. The brilliant thing is that Dan, when he was posted on Saturday night, um, said that he had all the suspect list results. And um, the good thing is I've got a, a full set from both Michael and Logan, so there's a good match there. And I just put in spoiler tags. Yeah, we don't need to see the results of that. We know who won it. <laughs> There, there is not a question in my mind. <laughs> What's even better is that this is the only season ever where I remember to submit my uh, suspicions list each week for Baller's Bar. All other seasons, I only submit like two or three of the weeks. This one I made sure to, to submit every time. So good timing on my part. And the best thing is, this is going to be a really short episode because I've got naff all notes and you've not even actually seen the episode. Yeah, I've just seen the screenshots that spoiled it for me on Instagram. So, ultimately, the Albania unmasking was completely pointless because they recreated it in Amsterdam as well. The only content we actually got from it was everyone who'd been eliminated already removing their hoods. Officially in the Royal Palace in Tirana, but it looked like it was green screen, really. So it was ultimately pointless. So they did the reveal in both locations? No, they just did the reveal in Amsterdam. Oh, instead of being at Vondel Sayest, they had it in. They had it in a building in Amsterdam, which is like a re, recommissioned church, and um, the final three appeared on the balcony of the church, and then everyone removed his mask to reveal he was a mom. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just puzzled why they had the masquerade ball in Albania if they didn't even reveal who the mole was there. Oh no, it was it was ultimately pointless. Because it didn't even look when they did the... Every, everyone kind of turned around and reeled their masks to reveal who they were after they'd been eliminated. It looked like that was green screen to me. I don't think that took place in the Royal Palace in Tirana. Okay, that's an interesting production decision because they put all of... every At the end of every elimination, they built it up. They built up to it. Plus, they had it as the very first scene in the very first episode. Yeah, it was pointless. We also had the delightful thing of seven of last year's cast being in the um, in the audience directly behind the new cast on the stage. Let's see if I can remember all of them. It was Renee, Rocky, Florentine, Laxmi, uh, Launchpad McQuack. Have I said Eric? Eric was there. And who was the other one? No, Josh. No Josh, no Remco, and Mariah was the other one. Oh yeah, that makes sense. She was she was the one following my Instagram page after uh, Rick shared the story of our podcast a couple weeks ago. There were only three people from last year's cast missing from the audience. Uh, also there were uh, our good friend Rob, uh, Meryl was there, the mole who we don't name was there. <laughs> Yes, I, I'm, I'm, aware, I'm aware of who you despise. Well, it's not despise, it's just fundamentally don't count as a mole. And then there were a couple of other old moles as well. At least one who you haven't seen. Uh, so everyone filled in who is the mole, the last question, with Sahil at least once during the tests. And he still has his exemption and shows it off proudly. It was in the, uh, the trainers that he was wearing because they were the same ones he got executed in. Oh. And... Before the reveal, 29% of people think Averon was the mole, 44% think Fraser is, and 27% Kim. All three of them said in their initial interviews that they wanted to be the mole. 
And then we get the flashback to the unmasking. Everyone removes his mask to reveal his mole. And ultimately, the Albania Masquerade Ball was pointless. And with everyone being the mole, that means they lose 5,000 euros from the pot, giving them a grand total of 8,335 euros of 64,540 for the season, which is officially the lowest pot ever. And it's all Glenn's fault? Well, that, that's actually a question I have to uh, I have to ask you. Did the viewers actually cost the group 5,000 euros, or did Glenn cost the group 5,000 euros? <laughs> I guess equal responsibility. Because we do find out later that everyone's tactic was to make sure he was the friendliest person in the first episode to to try and encourage people to give him the exemption and guarantee the loss of 5,000 euros. I mean, it, it worked. That, that, that strategy, I mean, Glenn could have given it to anybody. He could. I would say that Glenn actually probably sabotaged his season more than pretty much everyone given he lost them 5,000 euros. Did they interview Glenn to ask him why did you choose everyone for the for the exemption? Yeah, they, he just said that he was really friendly and he just had to go on initial good vibes, basically. Or he was a fan of the Boston Celtics. <laughs> and someone said on the Bothers Bar Discord that actually it would have been very interesting to find out who everyone else would have picked and whether everyone would have been the number one pick for, for a lot of people. Yeah, rather than it just be lucky note that Glenn was the one who had that who had that power. Yeah. So Thomas said that he was on Kim until he went home. He was torn between Averon and Kim in the end, especially after the exemption route game. But when he was forced to go down to one suspect, he went on Kim and got executed. Kim says she was always on Averon, even from week one. The tarot cards actually told her the number 33, which was on the back of his jersey. <laughs> it was an unintentional hidden clue for the person who's not even the mole. Yeah, she genuinely claimed that the tarot cards told her the number 33. And she still lost. And she still lost, yeah. By time in the end, but she did still lose. Frazier did the test in episode 2 second worst, only beating Glenn, and then from that point on, which was on Averon. And we see that Averon had a murder wall of challenges with red string and everything, and his goal was the lowest pot ever, and he succeeded. And Rick gives him the opportunity to, as treasurer, tear up 5,000 euros worth of notes from the pot. And what happened with the missing money that we you kept bringing up every week? Oh god, we are going to have to get into this. I suppose we can do it now. So, as I said, 8,335 euros is the correct amount of money that is in the pot as per the episodes. And deliberately, knowing how much of a discrepancy there was, I have gone back three times in the past day, double-checked my numbers on every challenge to make sure 8335 is the correct number. Now, we find out in this episode that in episode 6 somewhere, which is the first um, the first time that the money drops unexpectedly, they lost 100 euros worth of mole coins on the bus. The number that they give in the end of this season... Is 8,065, which is wrong. I can still repeatedly only get to 8,335. Less than that 100 euros, I suppose, goes down to 8,235. I can't get any lower than that. Somehow, they've managed to lose another 170 euros, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you said it was 8,065 at the end? 8,065 is what they claim Frazier wins in the end. But I can't get it any lower, including that 100 euros they lost, than 8235. 
Yeah. What happened with Kim's note? Did she put it into the pod, or does she still have it? In final three, what we didn't see was that Kim gave Averon the 250 euros that she did pocket. And she has a, a reasonable excuse, which we'll get to in a minute. She gave it to Averon as treasurer and basically said, don't tell Frazier because I want her to still be suspicious of me. Uh, she also gave him 20 euros that she'd picked up during the home invasion task last week as well. He then put them into the pot and by the pot... He meant the porcelain pot because he flushed them down the toilet. <laughs> oh, man. His final sabotage. <laughs> yeah. So even with that 270 euros, it doesn't add up as to where the money's gone. Because I went back and checked that I didn't add Kim's 250 euros in there, and I didn't. I went back and double-checked that I not messed up any of the numbers or anything, and I can't get any lower than 8235. So I don't know where the 100 and 170 euros is gone. It's just an unerred sabotage, I guess, that doesn't look good on production or one of the contestants. I have to say, this is one of my main complaints about the season, is production, for all their benefits this season, are still very opaque with things like this. If that sort of thing happens on the bus, show it. Surely you were filming that. And if you weren't filming that, film a confessional of the treasurer saying... Yeah, on the way here, we somehow managed to lose 100 euros and show it on the pot graphic. Because Rick calls people out in the episode. He goes, some of you eagle-eyed viewers will have noticed that the episode 6 pot went down by 100 euros. This is why. And it's like, show it. Don't just tell us at the end of the season. Just show us that it happened. I shouldn't have to wait a whole month after it airing to then find out the answer to this question. Yeah, that's odd that they don't provide an explanation when so many people online have caught on to it. Yeah, because I know I wasn't the first person to spot it necessarily. I know, trust nobody spotted it. And I know somebody updated the English Wikipedia about it, but I don't know where that money has gone. And it would be nice to actually get a definitive answer on it. I would say that this is an argument for them not having mole notes, but they love putting clues in the mole notes, so they'll never get rid of them. Yeah, it must just be a case of where they didn't, film a confessional explain the loss in money they didn't they didn't show they didn't show the scene they didn't get it on camera maybe it didn't even happen during a task that's that's slo- yeah it's a bit sloppy yeah there's no better word for it it is very very sloppy production and obviously we have a lot of good things to say about this season at least compared to the last few but there's still these sloppy production mistakes that should not be happening time and time again it should not be super difficult for me to keep a track of the money in this season, but it is. And as I understand it, the season ended in a tie? It did. Uh, both Kim and Frazier got 34 out of 40 on the final test, and uh, Frazier won by 50 seconds, which, as was pointed out on the Bothers Bar Discord, is actually 29 seconds slower than the difference between Rocky and Charlotte last year. Rocky only won by 21 seconds last year. Right. So ties are happening a bit more frequently on video. Yep. Do you want to rehash your usual, you shouldn't be going straight to time on the final test round? Yeah. Especially on the final quiz. At least Belgia does an extra round of questions, then that's the tiebreaker. You should make it so you don't, so you can always rely on the score to determine the winner. Yeah, it's all well and good doing another round and then a timed round after that, like Belgia does. Yeah. But you shouldn't immediately on the first round of it go, right, we're going straight to time. Yeah, I'm sure they can easily come up with another 
20 questions as a backup or even 10. Just some, just some sort of extra layer to it where, it's, where they decrease the likelihood of, uh, of needing time to be the tiebreaker. I think this also proves my theory from last week that they probably didn't do the test when we saw them do the test last week as well. Because because I don't think they did. I think that was all for, for show and they were just getting B-roll in the um, in the museum and they did it off screen. Yeah, because it was 50 seconds with 40 questions. You're not going to have Frazier be able to make it all the way up the staircase, then everyone, and then Kim all in the span, span of 50 seconds without any overlapping shots between the three people. Unless they're jogging up the stairs really quickly as soon as the camera's not on. Yeah. I don't like time as a tiebreaker. Not on a first round, at least. Yeah, you don't you don't want to determine the winner of the mole based on time when you haven't really put that much effort to truly test who followed the mole's actions the most throughout the season. So Averon, as suspected, did sabotage a lot in the assembly line challenge, and as I said at the time, removed the high-value ping-pong balls by throwing them badly at the mole because Rick did point out that 1,200 euros was hidden in those ping-pong balls, and they managed to get 10 euros. In the laser game, all the chests were able to be opened by the mole's fingerprint, as well as the contestants, which seems a bit bullshit. Yeah. He opened seven boxes and took 525 euros out of them. That's a bit cheap. you got to be upfront about it and tell the contestants that the mole can open the locks too. Yeah, there's a difference, as I've said numerous times, there's a difference between mole-induced sabotages and production-induced sabotages. And you should always trust your mole to do mole-induced sabotages. You shouldn't make it too easy for them. Every challenge should be winnable by the contestants, every challenge should be sabotageable by the mole, and every single euro should be able to be won in theory. You shouldn't make it too easy for the mole, because there's a couple of these sabotages where it's just like, yeah, the mole had an easy ride here, and it puts a bit of a black mark on on a mole like Averon, who, on the surface of it, when I found out he was the mole, I'm like, oh, really? I'm just indifferent towards that. And I would have put him above the mole we don't name and below Meryl. After watching the episode, I like him a bit more, probably put him above Meryl, but not much above Meryl. And not above anyone else, still, because he just had a little bit too easy of a ride. Yeah, I'm just glad it's not your own Rio and your own didn't even understand what the role was. <laughs> yeah. It's the same argument that I had with your own of he just had a bit too easy a ride. The producers were just making it a bit too easy for him to be able to sabotage. Because it's like the container port. The container port was obviously a sabotage one. He knew what the correct container was. His goal was to remove it from the game, and while Thomas's back was turned, he just got his drivers to take it away. That's too easy for them all to do. Yeah, you're saying that you that everyone shouldn't know which container contained the money. Yeah, and that he should just be able to use his own brain power to figure out how to sabotage it. Yeah, the mole should always have the impetus to be able to sabotage rather than producers just doing it for them, because that container port one especially is a producer induced sabotage. The producers just said, it's in this container, just make sure it disappears. And it's like, well, that's an unwinnable challenge for the contestants. What the hell are you doing? But then you contrast that with stuff like the carpet challenge. He was telling people to take it easy in Albanian. He went to the hotel bar the night before, learned the phrase, take it easy in Albanian, and <laughs> was telling all the locals, just take it easy, don't give us all the all the carpets, and he was deliberately picking small carpets. That is a good sabotage from yeah. a mole. The problem is it's then contrasted with the container port one. 
Uh, so he prepared for both eventualities in the castle. He practiced archery and stand-up paddleboarding. He pocketed the missing key, but Fraser and Leticia weren't that far behind him. And I would argue that that isn't really a sabotage because all he did was get rid of three of the ten arrows. So we did the sabotage that I thought happened where he grabbed the keys when they weren't looking? Yeah, he just pocketed a key. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's, that's an easy one. Yeah. Also in the laser game, Sahil shot Arno and took 100 euros, which wasn't declared, and he still has it, which doesn't get added to the pot, can I point out? At no point does that 100 euros touch the pot. At the exemption route challenge, he tried to convince Thomas he wasn't the mole by acting like the ultimate candidate. He did want to drop the bag on three yokers too, but Thomas beat him to it. Uh, Leticia nearly spotted him waving at her on the boat. He had to dive down on the boat, which is quite a funny moment, to be fair. She knew the mole would be somewhere around her, but looked the wrong way. On the beach, he was the one to actually bury all the scooter parts while everyone did their confessionals, and Kim said she tried to stay close to him to stop him sabotaging, which is why she basically did all his digging work there. And think back to one of the major theories of Clues for Kim, which was the eyes behind the mask at the unmasking image. That kind of was a clue, but not necessarily for Kim, because they subverted everyone's expectations. Usually the mole would have their eyes hidden behind the mask or whatever. Everyone's eyes were only hidden on the minus money. Everyone else's eyes were hidden on the plus money. So if you looked at all the individual notes for the positive money, you can see different people's eyes, and you would have been able to rule ten people out. Everyone's eyes were only on the minus money, apparently. That's an interesting clue. It is an interesting clue. The problem with that is the fact we didn't see a minus note until last week. Yeah, that was the only... Yeah, just the final three challenge with the... With the courier? <laughs> yeah, it was literally the last challenge of the season. It was the only time we saw red notes. We saw four different red notes in the reveal of this clue. And we actually only saw one of them in the episodes. That money doesn't get put up anywhere. Well, I'd rather the hidden clues be tough to decipher rather than it be super obvious. Yeah, I'd rather they be tough to decipher, but they need to be possible. <laughs> You can't turn around on the reunion and go, oh, you're idiots for not spotting the fact that the mole's <laughs> eyes were the only ones on the minus notes when you don't show us the minus notes. At least it's not the mole USA in the first two seasons where you had to slow down the intro of the episode when the letters are flying through the air and have it like one one thousandth of a second frame by frame to pick out the letters that pointed to who the mole was. Yeah. I don't like this clue. This is the only clue we actually saw in the episode was you should have noticed the notes. And it's like, well, we couldn't notice the notes because that's not how this show works. You need to show us the notes if you want us to look at them. So after Healer passed the part over to everyone, he promised that he would find the missing 250 euros to make himself less suspicious. Kim did return it, and her argument was that her and Healer knew they didn't have an advantage, so they wanted to keep up the air of mystery and make people think that they had yokers. And they were kind of screwed by the fact that, you know, Rick did acknowledge that four people had taken money. She says that it was always intended on going into the pot, though. And in a in a change of normal behaviour, they don't actually tell us who the winner is until the end of the episode. Really? Like the very final scene? Well, we get Averon being revealed as the mole. And then I'd say maybe five, ten minutes before the end, we find out who it was that won out of Kim and Frazier. Just because they both were on everyone and they just didn't know who won the tiebreaker between the two of them? They didn't even know it was a tiebreaker. They weren't told that. Averon wasn't told either. Oh. And she says that people have been having such a tough time recently that she's donating all of her winnings to charity 
including a portion of it to Rocky's uh, favela football charity, Favela Street. Oh. And Rocky was pretty much directly behind her when she said those things. So the only other things we see that everyone did was he ate uh, at least two notes in the home invasion challenge, and he smashed his bottle himself at the slingshot challenge, and he turned off the walkie-talkie in Swan Lake, as we suspected that he did when he was on the boat with Letitia. Oh yeah, they're messing around with the buttons. Yeah, and as I said to you earlier, we get absolutely no hidden clues despite 70 minutes of runtime on this. So what they waste most of the time on, just recapping the season? Catching up with people, mainly. Like, I know it's a good cast outside of the final three, but I would have liked to see some hidden clues. They had to direct people to watch the, the Mole Talk after show to be able to see any hidden clues. Oh, well, not many people watch the Mole Talk. It's just kind of pointless. Yeah, because the whole point of the finale is to... It's the episode about the mole himself and what they did from start to finish because that's what the whole mystery of the season leads up to is to have the mole unmasked and have their actions and all the clues that point to them be out in the open for everyone to see. I would rather they had a nice, efficient reunion actually focusing on what the mole did, how you could have known who the mole was. You shouldn't have to then watch an after show to then see everything. It's the same argument we have with a lot of American shows. You shouldn't have to listen to every exit interview to then find out what actually happened on the season. Yeah, where, for example, Amazing Race, where they say, oh, well, how did you not know that, you idiot? If you watched the five exclusive CBS.com clips, you would know why this team chose to do this or why this team did that or why this team lost time on the way to the pit stop. I'm thinking, well, they, they could have included that in the episode and not make everyone go on a wild goose chase finding, I think for Amazing Race, it's about 10 exclusive CBS.com clips every single week. And then on top of that, when different recap podcasts are, are out there talking about each episode and the contestants say, well, you're wrong. You have no idea what you're talking about. This is what happened. So it's stuff that doesn't even get included in the 10 exclusive online clips. So it's you're spending... 40 minutes watching the episode and hours upon hours going to all of these different sources or different pockets of the internet just to find very minor details that are crucial to the understanding of how the episode played out. The good thing for us is that Friend of the Podcast Bindles does these things when we don't have to watch them. So he's actually given me the list of clues that were revealed. He says, Vidim Twitter account has posted a link to this year's clues. In summary, most of the standard we mentioned the mole was in the middle of things. They were literally in the middle of the group clues that Vidim falsely thinks he's clever. Everon's Bird 33 jersey is a double clue to 11.22pm in the Sand Challenge and the Two-Faced Bird on the Albanian flag. The rug that Rick was standing on to introduce Carpet Diem had Everon's initials in the design and the two shots of the Jurocaster clock tower showed the usual start and finish times for episodes of Everon's soap opera. So that's the answer to what the clues actually were. Okay. It's a decent repertoire. Not too many. Not as many as you normally see in a season. They could have just said it just like you did. Just say, just say it that way for 10 seconds in the reunion show and that's it. Everyone would be generally satisfied. Just rattle through it. It's fine. I think yeah. we're going to have a different answer to this question. Where would you place Averon as a mole? I know we don't rank moles, but uh, are you high on him or you not? I wouldn't rank him that low. I mean, to be able to find a way to take the 5,000 euros out of the pot was pretty impressive because who's to say that not everyone else wouldn't have picked everyone to get that exemption maybe he was on good terms with all 10 other players production did help him a bit 
he did have two people on him by the end of the game. Uh, probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I'd say of the the moles that we have recapped on this podcast, which is in double figures now, he's definitely obviously above your own because everyone in existence is going to be above your own in terms of actually you know doing things. I think he's probably above Merrill. I don't think he gets much higher than that for me. I obviously do say quite a lot, especially on the Belkia podcast, that the mole doesn't really matter as much as long as the mole feels satisfying in the end. I'm not sure any of these final three would have been brilliantly satisfying moles, especially off the heels of three great moles in a row that we did at the end of last year between Lenny, uh, Thomas and Jan. I don't necessarily think that this was as great a season as people say it was, which means that everyone not being as good a mole damages it more than it would if it was a solid season as well. Obviously, much better season than it has been the past few years, but that's quite a low bar. There are still a lot of production-induced mistakes that I take a lot of exception to, and I'm talking mainly about stuff like the pot. The pot absolutely should never be wrong on this show. It is the key thing outside of people's scores in the tests is making sure that the pot is 100% accurate. So they shouldn't be messing up like they did. If there is a change to it, they need to tell us in the episodes. That's unacceptable to me, and definitely loses the season a few points. Yeah. It deserves to have more money taken out of the pot. Now, now Rocky's charity only gets 2,000 euros. Like, I'm sure Fraser is happy regardless of what she won, but the fact that I've run the numbers numerous times and I cannot get anywhere close to the number that they said on screen means that they fucked up. And they had the balls in the reunion to say, some of you were eagle enough to actually notice that this had changed. You didn't do it properly, though, did you? You didn't run the numbers after I ranted about it for four weeks. <laughs> it just shouldn't happen. So they're consistently having record lows with the pod each season now because China was the record low, right? No, I actually have the numbers this week. So until Czechia, Colombia was the record low at 10.150. Oh yeah, Colombia record. China's the third highest pot that we've covered on Vidum. Oh, that we've covered. <laughs> yeah. It's still in the lower half of Vidum because pots are trending very much downwards. But out of the Vidum seasons that we've covered so far, it is the third highest, actually. But Colombia was a franchise low, right? Yeah, Colombia was the lowest until that point at ten one fifty. So Colombia was a record low at the time, and then only a couple of years later, we've got Czechia as the record low just a year ago, and then one season later, we've got another record low. Do you think that the five thousand euros affected the mole? I think I don't know if it affected the mole, but it's. I think it affected why. Remember. The whole season we said, oh, it's a good thing that Rick is being really lenient here and or that production is being loose with the rules and giving them, you know, an extra 20 euros here or keep rounding up. And now we know why they keep rounding up, because if they didn't, the pot would have been hovering around 7,500 euros. Because I think as soon as they, as soon as everyone got that exemption, production is thinking, oh, crap, they're starting out at negative 5,000. Yeah, I... I think production probably weren't particularly happy that the mole managed to get the 5,000 euros there. I think the threat of that 5,000 euros being taken out is better than the actual reality of it. 
because we ended up with a situation where they went from 14,285 going into the last challenge of last episode, dropping to 8,285. That's not a satisfying ending for anyone involved. I think the better mystery would have been if at the beginning of Glenn gave the exemption to say Frazier or Kim, and then you go into the finale thinking, well, the two people think everyone is the mole. The Dutch public is on this person. And then, oh, if either Kim or Frazier is the mole, then 5,000 euros is deducted. Can the mole be that brilliant? So it would have been great to have all of those different, uh, different scenarios going through but not necessarily have to pull the trigger and have the mole be the recipient of the exemption and lose the 5,000 euros, which is what ended up happening. Yeah, it just leaves a sour taste in your mouth watching this season because, as we said last week, you went through 99% of this season without seeing a single negative note. They had one challenge up to right before the end of last episode where they lost money. It felt very positive. And then you end it with a challenge where they lose 1,000 euros and actually have a chance to see the, the minus money for the first and only time this season, and then you lose another 5,000 euros in the reunion. That doesn't leave a good taste in anyone's mouth, I don't think. Imagine being Kim and Frazier, where both of them are certain it's everyone going into the final quiz, and then you hear Rick say, well, you're playing for 13,000 euros, and then Kim and Frazier are sitting there thinking, uh, we both know we're only playing for eight. Yeah. that's What percentage of the pot is that? Is that like, that would be what, almost 40% taken out? Yeah, because they went down from 13,335 as it was to 8,335. Yeah, because that'd be like whatever 5 out of 13 is. Yeah, that'd be about 40%. Yeah, it's a 37.5% drop. That's not fun. (laughs) I suspect next season we're probably going to get a higher pot than the past two years. Well, it wouldn't take much for that to happen. I can't see it going lower deliberately again, because it's going to get to the point where celebrities go, well, no, I know I want to play Vidim, but I'm only going to be playing for like 7,500 euros. What the hell? It's barely worth it. Yeah, unless they're just given a lot of the, the appearance fee would have to be bigger than the grand prize. Yeah. And to be fair to them, the maximum amount of money they could have won this season was much higher as well. It's just that, obviously, they did drop a lot of money this season. That would be interesting if that twist happened in, say, the American seasons of the Mole over what, season two. They were playing for $700,000 or whatever it was by the end, and then they find out, oh, well, because uh, because the Mole was given an exemption the first round, we're deducting 37.5% of it. I think there would be riots if that happened. Yeah, the... The actual bet that everyone was in the mole was worth nearly 8% of the maximum pot. It was 64,540 was the max. Yeah, that had to be why, why production was so lenient towards the contestants on every task. If they know, oh, no matter what, they're not playing for 100% of the pot, they're only playing for 92% of the pot. Yeah, I don't have a problem with production being lenient. I, I actually quite like it because it leans into the fun air of the season. But the problem is that they screwed themselves with the opening stuff, like the €5,000 bet, and like the not keeping a track of the money, that it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth at the end of the season. Do we know what the Dutch public thinks of this whole finale, with everyone being the mole and another record low pot? I'm not sure. I've not heard anything. 
because that'd be interesting to see how they react. Because who knows, maybe we're the only ones who are focused on all these record low pots or these money deductions at the end of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if we are the only money bastards about this. But also, (laughs) I mean, from our point of view, it's more, we do have a thing on this podcast for keeping production on the straight and narrow. And the problem is, vid and production do go off the rails quite a lot and need to be brought back into line occasionally. (laughs) And that's where we come in. And whilst they have done so much good stuff in terms of improvements this season, they've actually given it a fun air again for the first time in a long while. Rick has been so much better this season. I cannot say enough good things about, about Rick's improvements and how relaxed he seemed this year. And stuff like the actually sequestering the eliminated people and allowing them to to hang out for three weeks or whatever. That's a great thing. But the problem is they're still making the stupid mistakes, like the weird challenge amounts that they just cannot fulfill. They're building challenges around money they can't cash in, or doing a stupid twist like this, which I've gone back and forth on in the last six months. When it was originally announced in August, I hated this twist on the surface of it because it was stupid. And by the time we saw the premiere, I'm like, I don't actually mind this that much. It isn't as egregious as I thought. And now at the end of the season, I'm back to hating it again because it just leaves a really bad taste in your mouth at the end of the season. And I don't understand what what positives they thought they were going to get out of it, being perfectly honest. They should never do a twist that doesn't advance the story in some way. And the problem is this detracts from the story because every intro from Rick is, oh, everyone's still here. Will they lose 5,000 euros in the end? And because there is that sabotage at the end, it then nearly halves their pot in the space of two challenges. Yeah, that would be that'd be quite the gut punch to you go into the final reveal and they say, oh, by the way, you're not playing for this amount. You're not playing for 13,000. Winner's only going to get 8,000 tonight. You want to find out who the somewhat unlucky recipient is? <laughs> I do say this a lot. I don't mind being wrong at who the mole is, and this isn't coming from a place of, oh, Logan was right, I was wrong. I don't mind being duped in the end, as long as it is satisfying. But I just don't know whether I am satisfied by Averon as a mole. He did some really fun sabotages, but also a lot of his sabotages were very production-induced. And he had so much help from production, and you shouldn't feel the heavy hand of production on the mole's actions. At least in my opinion. Yeah, it should be a fairly minimal. They, the odd task, it's fine for the mole to have a little bit of guidance, but I like to see the ingenuity and the creativity of the mole. Uh, like what they can do when they think on their feet, rather than the sabotage being mapped out days, if not weeks, ahead of time by a producer. And maybe the mole not even be aware of what the sabotage is supposed to be. So in our pool, you did have the mole, so you win. You also perform the second ever on the podcast, Suspicions Clean Sweep, after me with Lenny last year. Michelle comes in second, and I, as we knew weeks ago, came last. Thankfully for me, the one benefit of everyone being the mole is the fact that actually my decision to do the swap was ultimately moot. I was only swapping second for third place, so I don't really care in the end. In First Suspicions, Tessa, Holger, and Femke all had everyone at number one. And Holger actually had Fraser in second, so that is doubly impressive. The less said, the better about who had him in number 10, because that was me and Julie. Have you got anything else you want to say about the season? Vidim is being revamped. Some things were much better than what we've seen in the past. 
some things hopefully will be fixed in the future. I'm sure, given how popular Vitamin still is in the Netherlands, we're going to get a 2023 season, 24, 25, and beyond. So they can still make it better. They can do better. Yeah, I don't want this to seem like I'm ragging on the entire season because I did enjoy a lot of this season. The casting was great this season. It's just the problem is the production issues are still very much cropping up in places I don't like them to crop up. And that is a problem for me. The final thing I have to say is obviously this is not our last Vidim season of the year. We will be back for more Mole Historians later in the year. We're not going to say which seasons we are going to do for Mole. Uh, mainly because we've not recorded any of them yet. But stay tuned for our Demol Belchior episodes coming from, hopefully, March 24th, at the end of which we will be um, we'll be revealing which mole seasons, plural, we will be uh, doing as our historians ones this year. I'm very excited for both of them, I'll be honest. There's one Logan seen, one Logan hasn't. Shall be fun. It shall be a good one. Good ones. Yeah, good ones, plural. <laughs> so, thank you for listening to our Vista Mall 2022 recaps all season long. We'll be back in two weeks' time, March 24th, hopefully, to begin the hunt for Belgium's newest mall in the Canary Islands. Don't forget you can contact us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram, where we are RTV Warriors, or you can email us and contact at rtvwarriors.com. Logan is on Twitter at Logs of Kwaki, and I am MJ Harmstone. Thank you, as always, to Marika for doing the subtitles every single week, and we will see you on March 24th, hopefully for Demolvel here, Canary Islands. Peace out and just chill till the next to flavoring. I was way better handling sausage in my hands. Nobody.